When you learn to be accountable for your results in the gym, you're really learning how to be accountable for your results in life. This is your host, Doc Schrock, and this is Life Alive. Let's dip into the how and why healing stories can transform lives, including your own at a time in history when it matters most. It doesn't matter how you started in life, it matters how you restart today. It's that time to reawaken your hope, purpose, and passion, to heal, grow, and find your flow into a life that has meaning. Let's go. Well, welcome back, everybody. We are at episode 10 of Life Alive podcast. I want to welcome from EDX Fitness today, Angelo and Liliana. Welcome, guys. What's up? Hey, guys. So to give the audience a little background, I actually train with Angelo and Liliana, and they have a remote training service, and it's fitness. Obviously, we're going to get into that, but... The first question I have for you guys is about your five rules. We were just talking just a few moments ago about you guys have five rules in your training. And the first one is show up. The second one is be accountable. The third one is work hard. The fourth one is ask questions. And then I'd love to hear a little bit about the fifth, be humble. So with those rules, let's start with be humble. What does that mean? (laughs) Uh, the, the be humble really revolves around, um, not overstepping what your current capabilities are and appreciating that you came from where most people start off with, which is not, not a high level of fitness or ability. Mm, Yeah. Do you have anything to add to that, Liliana? I think he said it so well, and he he also does it so well. <laughs> so let me ask you, Liliana, what's your favorite rule, or do you have one? I, I think I speak for both of us when I say be accountable is a really big one uh, because it's what allows you to get the best results out of the work and effort that you put into your training. And, you know, when we say training, yeah, we're a remote fitness coaching company, but working out and exercise and fitness, it's all just a way of training for life. So when you learn to be accountable for your results in the gym or for your fitness and health, you're really learning how to be accountable for your results outside. And you can translate that to success in life, in anything you want to achieve. Yeah, our, uh, our, uh, our be accountable rule formally was referred to as it's your fault. Um, but there, there are a lot of things that aren't asked, aren't actually your fault, like situational scenarios that you may, um, just be a player in this in the situation for sure. But the be accountable piece really appreciates that most of our action has a reaction and has an effect, right? So you went to the gym, you didn't go to the gym. You ate those nachos or you didn't eat those nachos. You know, you, you drank three glasses of wine tonight when you said you wanted to change your body composition. Like that's the accountability stuff and that we want to avoid the or divert from the victimizing behavior as much as possible and recognize that most of our results come from our choices. And if we can take action and responsibility on those decisions, we're going to be way more successful for a longer period of time. Yeah. And then we always have a choice. And I think that's something that, well, especially Angelo, because he's been in fitness for almost two decades, but, you know, working in fitness, um, you've seen so many people say, but, you know, I'm just bulky or I'm just always going to be like this. And we always have that choice to create change you know, and it starts in our bodies and then it goes, you know, into your mind. And once you make that decision in your mind that you're going to change something, then it just, everything follows suit. I know from my personal experience with you guys that, well, first of all, the first time I ever sat down with Angelo and, I, you know, you'll tell us a little bit more in your story, Angelo, but uh, this guy is, is 
way beyond where I am. And that's what I look for in a trainer is I look Mm -hmm. for someone that has gone beyond where I have gone. Someone who has been there that can truly coach. So I just know by actually knowing you guys in person that you, you really live what you preach. And I actually really love the accountability factor because you're just real and you're saying, okay, we're not shaming you for whatever those choices were, but we want to hold you accountable because why is someone there in the first place? Someone is there to improve their life, to increase their life. And so I really appreciate that about you guys. And I know from training, uh, you know, Angela is always in my head, even though it's remote. It's like, I can't let him down because I know that you're working so hard on the back end for me. And another line that I, I just love from, and maybe you can speak to this, maybe working with some of your clients and then we'll get into your stories is feel confident in your skin. And for me, that has been huge is stepping back into strength training, stepping back into a training that I had been away from for so long. I had just been doing yoga and running and it really has increased my self image, uh, my responsibility to myself to show up at my best. And you guys are exactly right. What you do in the gym or what you do when you exercise or when you move your body very much translates into our external lives of how we communicate with um, socially and with our spouse and how we show up in the world. So do you want to speak to that at all, Angelo, first, um, just feeling confident in your skin and how you see almost a psychological change in people? For sure. Well, I can just start off in saying that my balance or my approach comes from trying to make people a little bit more well-rounded. Now that's that's not saying I'm trying to take a powerlifter and make him a runner, or make or take a runner and make him a powerlifter. But if you look at our education system, like when you develop your understanding of math and science and music and literature, everything develops to its full capacity. If you just focus on math, or if you just focus on science, there's a little bit of stunted growth, right? The way I kind of look at it is like if you're in like uh, an eggshell bubble that's pliable, but you only punch one side to give yourself more room. You're still enclosed by the rest of the bubble. So you got to punch out other sides to fully open up your freedom inside that enclosure. You know, that that's my approach to fitness is that I fully appreciate an individual's goals and aspirations where they want to go. But if they focus on too much, if they focus too much on one piece of that, they limit their their long-term potential. So that's what I try to do is I, I kind of describe it as like I look to or strive to fill some holes to balance things out and to keep people more resilient and to open up perspective and then truly chase their their goals with more energy and more power behind their ability. That's that's essentially where we come from. Oh my god! What you, what you guys can't see is that Angelo is talking using his hands like crazy, <laughs> and we're both Italian, so of course that's happening. Yeah, very, <laughs> I can hear weird. I can hear the passion in your guys's voice very though, weird. so it translates. <laughs> <laughs> now, Liliana, you you um, are a massage therapist by trade, licensed massage therapist, right. but I have not done a massage in oh, eight years or so. Okay. But, so you have a little bit uh, a different perspective, but you guys also work together with your clients. What's your take on, um, you know, people coming to you and working with you guys and helping them feel confident in their skin? Yeah, great question. Um, so first off, I'm a um, active release technique provider. I specialize in pain management. So I do manual therapy for that. And that's been my background, right, for like, well, 14 years. And so, yeah, obviously a little different perspective. And what I, I get to know people on, um, like in their minds, when they're holding on to pain, they're, they're literally holding it in their bodies. And so I can't just address the physical side of it. I have to address the whole person. And part of the journey is educating my clients that 
in order to go somewhere where they've never been before, you know, like to get a result they've never had before, they have to be willing to step outside their comfort zone. And that means failing, right? It means you're going to make mistakes and you're going to have to pick yourself up, learn from those mistakes and move on. And I think that's a really scary thing to people because we have egos and we're used to being judged and it, and it's hard, you know, and, and so I, I've helped people move through that journey. And so, it's, yeah, it's been really rewarding to see people, you know, have no pain after just a few sessions or, you know, just training with us for a few short weeks. Sure. And that's where I imagine the coaching piece comes in to, uh, to just paint a more of a total wellness picture. And either one of you can speak to this. Um, you have fitness, you have coaching, which we talked a little bit about in the rules and, and gaining humility through what you just said. Like it's not failure unless you quit, right? Unless you just don't get back up. So it's very much just a learning process. And then the other piece of that is nutrition. So how do you incorporate those three to live together to help someone? Well, the fitness part is the actual workouts, like writing out a program for someone, right? And there's a science behind that. There are methodologies, and Angelo has really perfected that, where if you follow the program, results are guaranteed, right? Nutrition is something similar, but in terms of creating a nutritional program, you know, breaking down the macros and that kind of thing. But the coaching is the art of it all. And that's really addressing the mental piece of it. And that's where you get the results. Yeah, what, what are the barriers from holding yourself back from accomplishing your goals? I mean, we hear very consistently from people, oh, I know what to do. I'm just not doing it. Mm-hmm. Well, what's the missing link then? You know, the missing link is the, is the coaching piece, the accountability piece, the conversation the troubleshooting, like what's actually going on in your life. Yeah. Right? It's like, so you can, you can dedicate 45 to 65, 75 minutes a day to work out, but you're still not getting the results you want. It's the other stuff. And that's, that's the magic. That's the magic behind the whole system. Yeah. Is being able to whittle down to what's actually going on and working through those pieces together and understand that you have a support system, uh, unbiased support system behind you that wants to see you be successful. And we're doing this by checking in with our clients all the time. <laughs> how, uh, how does that play out most of the time? Does, is that sometimes uh, there's some conflict there in the beginning? Like, oh, why are you checking up on me so much? Or do, is it mostly appreciated? Where, how do you navigate those waters? Well, that's going to be the the snowflake factor with (laughs) accountability, right? And what I mean by snowflake in this situation is purely that everyone's going to respond differently. Like some people want more handholding. Some people like, I'll check in with you. I'll let you know when I'm running into issue. Um, Some people want you to pry. They're not going to divulge too much on their own. Some people don't want you to touch them with a 10-foot stick, right? So we Mm -hmm. fully appreciate that not everyone's going to be the same way. But go back to your investment, right? And I'm not necessarily referring to your financial investment, but your your personal, your emotional, your psychological investment to what you're what you're trying to change. Like when you're more invested, you're going to be more open. You're going to be more willing to to work through things and have someone help you. When you're not so invested, you're just going to bottle up and blame people for why you're not the way you want to be. Mm-hmm. Sure. Have either one of you been through that process? I want to get a little bit more into your life stories now. Have you been through the process of the blaming or being frustrated with you're not getting the results that you want? Did that Was that an impetus to have you start to transform your own life? Of course. <laughs> Where did that I'm start? Gonna, I'm going to disagree, but I'm gonna, let's, let's have Liliana go with it. Oh, okay. Sure. Um, yeah, well, for me, I say, of course, uh, because I was overweight my whole life. And I didn't start working out until my mid-20s. And it started with just losing weight, you know, like moving more, eating less, tracking it, and getting those results. And that took a while. It took about a year to lose 60 pounds. 
And then after that, I was able to start being more athletic with my fitness. So things like triathlons and boxing and all, you know, aerial yoga and aerial arts, all, all that, you know, came after. But starting athletics meant I also started to get injured. Hmm. And I remember the very injured or dinged up. Oh, injured, bad, bad. Yeah. And, and, you know, fast forward for a hot second, it wasn't really until I met Angelo and he was my coach and he, I went through the, this program that we're now offering. I did it with Angelo and he completely changed my life and how I trained and everything, like my whole perspective on health and fitness changed. Um, you know, but so just for the ladies out there, you're gonna <laughs> fall in love with Angelo, but you can't marry him. There's only, there's only one, <laughs> right? <laughs> so let me, let me, um, let me ask you, Liliana, what was your why? What, why were you fed up? You said you had been overweight all your life, and I know that many people are gonna be able to identify with this. What was your why? Oh, I am fascinated with this question. And I ask all of my clients the same thing. Uh, for me, I literally hit a wall. Like my cholesterol was over 200. I felt heavy. Like my feet felt glued to the ground. I have a history of heart attacks in my family. And I was still like, you know, in my 20s, in my mid 20s. So I just, I got that blood work back and I thought, hell no. Like I am. I'm not going to die young and I am fed up with feeling this way and looking this way, you know? So that, that was it. I decided that I was going to change and I told someone my goal and that held me accountable. I love it. What about you, Angela? You're going to disagree with what my question was. Oh. Which was, it was an impetus for you to, like, was there a time in your life when you uh, ran up against a wall or failed or you were blaming other factors outside yourself and you just decided, like, literally on and just shared with us? Oh, what was I, your story I've, on that? I've failed at a whole bunch of attempts for um, <laughs> physical endeavors and things like that. That's for sure. I mean, that, that's just part of the journey. Um, but I'll, I'll back I'll back up, uh, like almost a decade and a half ago. Um, so I am a currently a master instructor with the Russian kettlebell challenge. The RKC is um, the organization that pioneered kettlebell training in the United States. The original co-founder of the organization is the well-known Pavel Satsumi. And he had rule number one, which was it's your fault. Now I lucked out in that my in my early professional career, I stumbled across these guys. I was actually playing college football, and the personal trainer who got me interested in pursuing fitness called me up and said, "Hey, I got this kettlebell. You're gonna love it. It's right up your alley, but I have no idea how to use it." So I just started like digging into its background and how they're used and all that fun stuff. And I came across Pavel and at his first workshop that I went to in my mid twenties, that was one of their key points was rule number one, it's your fault. And that just set the stage for me. And that's, and I I've carried on that, that perspective for my fitness accomplishments, accomplishments, um, my, professional accomplishments or failures, my relationship, my personal relationship accomplishments or failures. Like that was just such great advice from someone I looked up to tremendously that it's the foundation of where I, where I lean on when things go good or things go poorly. So that's where, that's where I disagree. Yep. And that's where we kind of, that's where we kind of morph that into our, our personal rules is the accountability. And sure. you, you know, you are a player in your game in your game, no matter what the outcome is. And you have to appreciate sure. that. Well, it's also beautiful that you guys just have two different experiences. I work with my wife and I have a completely different life experience that I bring to the, the game and how I elevate my skills and my excellence. And she has a completely different experience. 
And so I think that's a neat thing about even a husband and wife team. I really respect you guys and being able to work together, knowing your strengths, knowing where the where, you know, maybe Angela, like you said, Liliana has the science of the fitness down, but, you know, you both work the art of coaching and you both work the art of nutrition and then you have another set of skills. So a little bit, a little bit um, back into your lives, let's go, let's rewind. Um, tell us a little bit about, I want this to be more of the, like the theme we were talking about earlier was how did your life story, and we'll start with you, Angela, since you told a little bit um, earlier, Liliana, how did your life story unfold after discovering this truth that's your fault or this rule? Oof. And then I want to know how you guys came together and met. I want to know, I want to know that story. <laughs> oh, you, you really want to go down that road? Um, the, my truth unfolded on a lot of day afters. You know what I mean? So <laughs> that could be good or bad. I know, right? So <laughs> it was it was just more like, you know, getting the advice from your parent and then totally effing up and being like they were right. Crap, they were right in retrospective, right? So there I had a lot I had a lot of morning afters, meaning like I did too much volume, got dinged up. Um volume in your workout. Yeah, train yeah, yeah, training volume. I I Pushed too much strain volume too soon, got dinged up. Um, Not shit. volume in beer. Right? I know. Well, no, that's a, that's a real thing. Like, drank too much beer, got super hungover. Like, oh, no one held a gun to my head, said, drink this beer. You know? And just seeing how that was um, a factor in every decision I made. So rather than just blaming people for the things that happened in my life, what, like I said, whether good or bad, just fully appreciating that. Like, okay, cool. Um, you know, every choice I make is going to have some after effect, good or bad. You know, if I do recovery work, I'm going to feel better tomorrow. If I go for a 15 mile run and I drink 17 beers after the run, not that that has ever happened. <laughs> I'm clearly not going to feel good tomorrow. You know, and, and just and like I said, it's always the morning after. You'd be like, yep, yeah, okay. Hindsight's Hindsight's twenty twenty. But I think the amount that you've failed is what makes you so great at fitness and coaching. Because each time you failed, you've gotten up and gotten better. I don't think it's the amount I feel. It's that every time I fail or succeed, I go back and say why. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. ask why, and that's really that. I think that's. I think that's the the missing link for most people. Is like if they do well. They just assume that they're going to do well and they move on and they don't, they don't go back and start asking questions about, you know, if, if it was a race, what led up to this race that was different, that caused me to do well versus other races that I didn't do so well in. What was my previous three, six, nine, 12, 18 months of training? Like I skipped 15. That's fine though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what was my nutrition like on race day? What was my nutrition like the three months before race day? Like what was I at my ideal weight? was my energy and stress levels managed appropriately throughout the race. Like, the, like just always going back. And like Lily mentioned, I failed a whole bunch, like especially with endurance sport. Jesus, I failed a crap ton in terms of um, expectations for race, race outcomes and them being what they actually were. You know, like you always got to go back and ask what you did well and what you didn't do so well and what you can improve for the next time. Something that really was unique about Angelo when I first met him, you know, cause you're asking about how we met. Well, when I started to get to know Angelo's personality, I never met anyone like this before where he would really find something to obsess over. And I mean that in, in a positive way, he would figure it out and then move on. So he would, um, you know, like, like when I met him, he was competitive in CrossFit you know, and really mastering the Olympic lifts. And then I was like, cool, done that. What's next? You know, ultra events, done that. Mountain biking. Okay, cool, move on. And then it was archery. And, you know, it's like you've done it, you know, yoga and Ironmans. And you know, it's like you've done so much and you've done it at such a high level that very few people can say that they've had that breadth of experience. And it's because of this inquisitive mind where you – you try to figure it out 
Yeah, I can identify with that because even just talking with you, Angelo, about my own training program, and I could tell that in telling you some of my struggles and also some of my goals that I wanted to set and some of my setbacks um, that you just understand because you've been to those places and even more and really mastered and dug down deep into, like you said, maybe why that happened. And I love it because that's one of your rules is ask questions. Well, maybe it's ask questions to your coaches, but maybe it's also ask questions to yourself, right? That's how we learn is that self-reflection. So you guys met while you were on this fitness journey. You were on two different fitness journeys, but Liliana, you were, you met Angelo at what point in your journey and then take us from there on like you guys then kind of joined up forces and then we'll go up, we'll walk our way through to today. Well, I had just come back from uh, traveling and backpacking around the world for 18 months and I landed back in Boston where I had been living before and a friend of mine had been taking some of Angelo's classes and said, you know, I think you really need to meet him. So she set it up. (laughs) She also ended up marrying us. (laughs) Wow. And um, I guess the rest is history. (laughs) Great. Yeah. Good friend. So so then when you guys, after you guys got married and you um, started your business, what you started in the East Coast, correct? And then moved out here to Colorado? Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Um, It was within a week's span we got married quit our jobs and moved to colorado to open our gym wow okay i thought um, andrea and i moved fast but all right (laughs) amazing we were married within six weeks of being engaged so you beat us (laughs) oh oh, no that's totally we um it was like it was like might have been two weeks if that Mm, i mean i thought it was a month but yeah, it, it all happened pretty quickly. We had been planning to open a gym for, I think it was six months to a year, but the actual doing of it, you know, happened that week. We got married. Uh, we had a lease for a gym and that lease happened to fall through the week we were getting married. So you said, you know, let's just put this lease on hold for a minute, you know, let's get married and then we'll fly Angelo out one way ticket two days after the wedding looking for a new spot and he found one the day he landed and uh yeah and that was it It was feet hit the ground running it's pretty quick we actually pushed back our our wedding date because she suggested getting married on my birthday and i was like hell no you're not taking that from me (laughs) (laughs) or your mom right yeah that's her day that's her day great so when you guys joined or when you guys uh started your gym obviously you know this is 2020 now and we've gone through this covid situation so you guys are fully remote correct this was the first week fully remote yep 100 percent remote okay so tell us about i want to get into what your vision is of fitness for one remote and then what you do that's really unique tell us about that for sure. I mean, the, the future of fitness is really about that coaching relationship. And that can be done in person, you know, because personal trainers have been around for a long time. But with technology, you're not limited now to just the trainers that live in your area. So our coaching services are worldwide, you know, and that's really the beauty of it is you get to have that same experience as you would have with a personal trainer but you're not you're not tied to that location so you still get custom workouts custom nutrition the coaching and the accountability it's all delivered through our member app and we really see that as the future of of fitness you know what one of the things that we ran into when the country started the shutdown was um you know some voice above us that had higher decision-making powers said, you know, you guys are dumb. You mean the government, not like yeah, God exactly. or something. <laughs> exactly. The government, like you guys are done for now. Um, and the reality of that is that people need continual support. People need to keep on working on themselves. 
Um, like this situation is not an excuse to take a few steps back. This is actually uh, the 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 free opportunity that everyone's been given to reassess their priorities and reestablish what their what their day to day is like with less commute, less distraction, and prioritize taking care of themselves. You know the the rat race is still there. I get that, but you know when you're locked down in your house for two or three months with your family, you can't be doggy dog. You can't be wishing what other people had. You have, wishing for what other people had. You can just only focus on what you have and what you can do. And when we're tied to just a brick and mortar, we can't help people. So, you know, not as many, not as many. And this, this situation has reshaped how business is getting done in all industries. So it was an opportunity for us to jump in and say like, you know what, let's, let's help pioneer this. Let's get, let's get on top of it because people still need, to take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we might be able to open up a brick and mortar gym in five days. It might be three months. It might be six months. Who knows? They might start and stop the economy four more times. So rather than just sitting back and being a victim of their decisions, we wanted to take control of the decisions that we actually had empowered to. And our members absolutely love the freedom and the flexibility that this kind of training allows them. You're no longer tied to a class schedule or a location, right? The, 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 one of the things people always said to me is what if I go on vacation or, you know, what if I move or it's like, okay, great. With our training, you could be anywhere in the world. Any, you don't need any equipment. You just get it done. And you've got us in your pocket. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, our, Literally, yeah, yeah, yeah. literally. In your um, yeah. yeah like One her. thing I I was just gonna say, I mean, you read my mind, Liliana, is that the one hang up for me was just with being as committed to the my priorities. I'm not gonna say I'm too busy because that's just a cop out. I <laughs> prioritize a lot. I, I make myself very full, and I love that. I love that about my life. But one hang up I had with getting a trainer was one, just being vulnerable and, and saying, you know, like I'm a doctor, I'm a chiropractor, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and any doctors listen out there, it's like, I know a ton of you that are not in shape and you don't take good care of yourself. So, you know, really practice what you preach. I encourage it and get yourself back in shape. But that was the vulnerability piece. But the other part was, I freaking loved it when you're just on the app, the videos are there, the sets are there. Uh, I can communicate with you if I need to, but I did the exact thing that you said, Angelo, is that I doubled down when COVID hit and when the country started to shut down, I doubled down on my health and I doubled down on all the things that I do to take care of myself because I knew that I had, was going to have a lot of people to take care of in the future. Yep. A lot of people that are sick and suffering and need me to stand strong and be 100% on all the time. So I really appreciate the app and the virtual uh, commitment because I actually, it's like, oh, you know what? If I had to go to the brick and mortar at 8 a.m. and I missed it, which often my schedule shifts because I have patients that are shifty sometimes, then um, I just, you know, like, okay, well, I missed the workout. Well, with this, with the app, I'm all, it's always there for me. And another thing I'm going to say, and, and then I'll let you speak, Liliana, was that the really cool thing, anybody listening out there, the really cool thing is that I find in myself that I get a little bit too amped up and a little bit too competitive. And I actually go beyond what my limits are at the, the, the time if I'm around other people and I'm working out. And I oftentimes get dinged up and a little hyper competitive and, and injured to some extent sometimes. And then I, and then I'm recovering for, you know, five days. And with this training program, I push myself as hard as I can on my own. And Angelo has my program so dialed in that it, it is always the perfect amount of push. And I know that I'm accountable to him, but I can get it done in my own time because I have a, a full professional schedule. And I also 
uh, can push myself as hard or I can ease back if I really need to and I'm not being pushed by the group. So for me, the virtual training has been amazing, but it may not be for everyone. And that's why I want you guys to speak on your community because it seems like you guys have a really cool community. So tell us a little bit about how community plays into fitness. Well, I'm just going to jump in real quick and sure and agree with you that I'm the exact same way, meaning that I like to work out with people maybe like 10% of the time of my week. <laughs> 90% of the time, I like to be by myself because I like to focus on my breathing, focus on my positions, focus on my tempo based off of where my stress, my nutrition, my recovery, where all that's been. And when I get in a group of people and I size them up and I've come from a very competitive background, like if I know I can beat someone, I'll probably do just enough, just as much as I need to to beat them. But that's not necessarily what I need. I remember when I was fully involved in my yoga training years ago, um, there was the mantra that was shared with me, just because you can doesn't mean you should. And I think that is what most people struggle with, with their humility and their ego all the time. Like someone tell me like, hey, I just need to bench press for me to feel like I got a good workout. Like, actually, no, you don't. <laughs> yeah. You really don't. Like they're like if if we've lost that stimulus already in this week, you don't need to bench press again. You know what I mean? And that's that's where that that individual component can really help develop the person and understand who they are and what they need and keep them away from that line too much. The more you learn about yourself, the more you're gonna be able to adapt and and make it a long-term game. Absolutely. It's about wholeness. The older I get, it's more about being whole, being balanced, finding that flow in my own life where I can train hard. I can discipline my mind and myself to take good care of myself, to take care of other people. But yeah, it's like, I, I don't care if I don't see another bench press again in my life and I'll be fine. I'll be just as healthy, if not healthier than people, uh, you know, benching three times a week. (laughs) For sure. Totally. So Liliana, unless you have anything to add to that, um, do you want to chime in on that or do you want to speak to um, to the community healing aspect of uh, being in a community of support and doing it with other people? Well, our community, the EDX community is phenomenal. I just want to say that. And one of the things we have not mentioned is that we focus on working with masters athletes, meaning anyone who's 30 years old and older. So that's really our niche is, you know, working with the aging athlete that we're going to create sustainable long-term fitness. So it, it, sometimes it looks like rehabbing old aches and pains and injuries before we can actually start building health and fitness. Uh, and, and so, you know, the people in our community that have seen the best results and have made the biggest life changes are the ones that show up, do the work, right? Like all of our gym rules, they, they follow the rules and they get the results. And they do it day in, day out. It's not a, a six-week shortcut. You know, it's not a, I I did this for three months. Now what? It's, they've fully committed to it being a lifestyle practice and that we're going to make mistakes. And, and those mistakes could be like, you know, you stayed up Friday, Saturday night and you didn't recover from the, from the workout week. Um, You had work meetings that kept you out late and your stress levels are high. Like they fully embody like that stuff. Some of it's controllable, some of it's not controllable. And it's just part of the game that we all have to navigate. And we may, we may plan a three-month trajectory, a six-month trajectory, but those, those curveballs can throw us out of, our, out, of, out of our path for one week, two weeks, three weeks, five weeks. All depends on how quick we can rebound. Sure. Yeah. And uh, just to share an insider nugget, uh, it's, what is it, June 5th. I am currently planning a 90-day summer shred program. So we're going to get a bunch of people to do it for 90 days. We're going to burn a bunch of fat, get super toned and lean and awesome, right? And I'm going to give you guys a nugget from that program. 
because I've been working this week on putting it together. And I'm so excited about it. And I think it's going to be just fantastic. And one of the biggest pieces to it is obviously the mental component, right? You have to be mentally ready to start changing things in your routine. And it's paying attention. Like it sounds so simple, doesn't it? Like you have to pay attention to what's happening in your body in order to make change. Pay attention to your thoughts, you know, so that you don't sit on the couch instead of doing that workout your coach wrote for you. (laughs) Sometimes that's needed. Well, you get the workout done first, right? (laughs) Then you sit on the couch. One thing I love about the, thank you for that, awareness, the power of awareness is, uh, like you said, it's so simple and people are going to say, oh, I know that. But do they do it? And there's that knowing doing gap. And one thing I love about you guys that you fill that knowing doing gap in is your um, how to build fitness, fitness pyramid starts at the bottom if if everyone listening and i'll put all this on the show notes hmm. uh and, and also a link to your 90 day shred program when that's all set mobility is on the bottom of the triangle and then stability is on top of that and then strength is on top of that and skill is on top of that and what i find even just being a chiropractor i see a lot of people come in with injuries from i won't name any other names of gyms or anything because it happens everywhere is that they learned a new skill and they think just because they learned the new skill that they were going to get fit. And then they started with that skill and lo and behold, they got dinged up and then that's led to an injury. So start at the bottom of the pyramid and tell, tell us how important it is to just not only learn a new skill that you could actually injure yourself if you don't have mobility, stability, and strength to support that and drive that. I love that you mentioned this. And just to be clear, that skill aspect, the very top of the pyramid is using your fitness or so. So that means being athletic, playing a sport or doing a high skilled movement uh, like in CrossFit toe to bars, right? Or uh, double unders, whatever, snatch. Um, But if you're playing a sport, soccer, basketball, and you're tweaking your ankle or, you know, constantly injuring yourself, and you're not working on the lower aspects in that fitness pyramid, of course you're going to get injured, right? <laughs> so yeah, the, the fitness pyramid is absolutely important. It's the fa- it's, it is how you build fitness, bulletproof. And so the very bottom, like you said, is that stability, uh, sorry, the mobility aspect, meaning you have to be able to have your joints move, their, move through their full range of motion passively. Like, I should be able to bring my knees all the way into my chest lying down. And if you have restrictions, you can't move your joints fully or have someone else move your joints, then we got issues, right? We got to work on that mobility. Then you have to be able to control that movement through its full range of motion. And that is what stability means. People often think stability is just about balance but it's not, (laughs) right? It's moving through your full range of motion, having control. You know, how many people do you see can do half a push-up or half a pull-up, right? And it's like, okay, well, what about the other part of the movement? (laughs) Or they build up a a significant level of strength in that shortened range of motion. Yeah. Yeah, which is the next step, which is strength training. And people often think if they get fit, they'll go right to that level. But that's already the third step, you know. And so that means, you know, pushing, pulling. It's it's, at, it's resisted movement, right? Push, pull for upper and lower body. And then after that, and only after that, have you earned enough fitness to start using it athletically in that skill aspect? You know, we, we can cross languages with this stuff and say like the, the physical culturist is going to look at this as GPP, um, which is general physical preparation and general physical preparation means start low skill. That's non-specific and then build to high skill. That's very specific to whatever your sport or endeavor is right. And you can, you can relate it to a rehab protocol where you're looking at passive range of motion, active range of motion, then resistive range of motion. Like they all follow the same concept. It's like, show me that you can 
do simple things in control. Show me that you have great range of motion and that we're not going to get injured from doing simple, non-complex, non-high-resistive movements. Once that's there, once your platform with good movement quality is there, then we add some resistance. It doesn't mean we're going to build you to a one rep max. If your sport is powerlifting, then yes, you need to eventually get to one rep maxes. But we want to build a, a strong foundation, and that could be simple muscle endurance. You know, if you run, you need to be able to do tons of partial squats and have great core strength because that's the, the, that's the part that's going to break down first that's going to create muscle damage or potential injury down the line. You know, it's always just moving from that simple to complex pattern and making sure that we're developing in smart, controlled increments over a longer period. And of course, sure. finally, finally peaking with some sort of a skill. It could be a race. It could be a competition date, you know, and like we're always tapering upwards that way. One thing I like about this fitness pyramid is what you're telling me is that you're bringing simple to more complex. And when I think, I think in neurology a lot of times, and I just had a guest on the podcast and we talked a lot about the principle of neuroplasticity. And his layman's definition was that we can learn new skills and we can also build new pathways in our brain and our nervous system and old dogs can learn new tricks. So I loved that definition because what you're explaining is very much this is you're talking about building fitness and going from the simple, which would be, okay, let's just start to activate. Let's just start to do something that doesn't take a lot of technical expertise, but some kind of motion, some kind of movement. And it's like, okay, well, that's like the baby crawling. And then the baby gets up and he goes on all fours. And then he, he gets up and he starts to stand. He's wobbling, looks drunk. And he tries to do the drunk walk and then he falls, right? But as we, that's just the process of learning and what you guys are bringing into this fitness period pyramid is a, a process of learning and it goes along with neuroscience that even babies they go through that process and then also adults can relearn and go through that process of firing new pathways building new pathways in the brain and keeping ourselves literally young by building fitness yes that's any exactly comments on that and do you guys um talk anything about um this this piece this this pyramid piece in the education that you uh share with your clientele well you you nailed it absolutely and we teach our clients all the time that in the first six weeks of signing up with us you know or starting a new workout program any gains or changes that you see in your strength are not because you're actually getting stronger, but because you're making new connections in the brain. So the connections to speed up. Yeah. Yeah. And you're strengthening those connections neurologically. And that just blows people's minds. <laughs> Absolutely. It's not, I mean, it's unless you know that that's what's happening, you don't know what you don't know at that point, right? Yeah. And yeah. so I find that often when, when I talk to people about that principle alone, they're really empowered and they're equipped with knowledge and information that, um, quite honestly, needs everybody needs to know yeah. for and life. Doc, you can go back and look at your program design. When we first started working together, could you already do a strict pull-up? Sure. Awesome. Does that mean we skipped flex arm hangs, top position holds, negatives, um, subscat pull-ups, ring row variations, like the, the foundational pieces. No, we didn't no, skip we, anything. No, we still brought, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, st we still made touches on all of that foundational work to make sure that all those movement patterns are still there, right? Just because you can demonstrate an advanced skill doesn't mean you only focus on that one skill. You still have to work through the progressions and regressions um, to maintain those pathways and to keep them sharp. 
and to keep moving forward. That's a really good point because if someone looks at the fitness pyramid and says, cool, I've done my mobility. Now I'm going to do stability. It doesn't work like that. Like, like you're saying, you always have to go back and work on your foundations. Yeah. Just because I can do a strict muscle up doesn't mean I only work on muscle ups. Yeah. It's a continuous cycle. Yeah. I still do. I do. I do way more push-ups, pull-ups and strict dips than I do anything on high rings because that, that stuff's more important. Absolutely. I've, I've felt that personally in my own body is that I didn't look at it as why is he making me back up and do just that negative part of the pull up. I actually focused in more on, oh, okay, this is just that one component. Let me see if I can get stronger or increase my time on that one component of it. Because going in, I'm like, well, I already know I can do a pull up, but how can I make it better? And yep. those are the fine details that, that really allow you to master your own discipline or your, your own exercise. I mean, what and, do you say about sport, right? When, when you get to a high level, everything slows down, hmm. right? And you can, re- you can really see in the moment. Um, so for instance, I, I can use when you play a team sport and every time you advance up to a different level, the game gets faster. So for instance, high school to college or intramural to high school, high school to college, college to club, club to pro, or if you skip from club and go right to pro, what on every new elevation of the game, game, the game is played faster because people can understand things and read scenarios and move faster and respond faster without thinking. And then eventually you, when you, after a couple of years at that higher level, that higher level game slows down and you start noticing things and doesn't feel as fast. You, you can just observe your, your world around you without having to say like, Oh, that's someone coming to hit me. Oh, there's someone on my blind side. Oh, I have to step. I got a shuttle step this direction because someone's coming to my feet. That doesn't have to happen because you have so much experience. But with fitness, we can we have the luxury of choosing to slow things down so that you can learn more and those neural connections can happen. We give them an opportunity rather than just moving fast and skipping what I call ratcheting, like you kind of like ratchet through a movement and you and you jump over those gaps and those holes or those connection points. And like I said, we have the choice to slow things down to allow us to learn and acknowledge and understand movement better. Thank you for explaining that to us. Any of us who have not reached that high level. <laughs> well, you just explained flow is a lot of times when I am part of our, our this show is to heal, grow and flow and finding that state of flow is going to look different for a lot of people, but it's, it's explained a lot of times where everything just happened in slow motion. It's like, you know, Jordan game six, it's like he already knows it's going in and it's just all in slow motion for him. And they see it and very much see it in their mind before it even happens. So um, I, I love that we're having this conversation even for the, the public and people that, let's say that average Joe is just coming off a desk job. You know, even that person has a, a great opportunity through building fitness to learn and actually perform for their family and for their job and for themselves better every day. And that's what I love about your guys's approach. So I want to thank you for that. Um, to end the, the, the hour and wrap this up, is there anything about your guys's life journey? I know that this is backing up a little bit, but is there anything um, that you have really, any lessons that um, have, you have learned through this life journey of um, the quarantine and the COVID situation? And are there any silver linings that you have discovered through this that really are going to push your, your fitness business into another realm in the future? If you want it, you got to go get it. Oh, that's good. That, you know, that an idea is just an idea until you put in the work. A goal isn't really a goal until you make sacrifice. Um, And I think that's really what this whole situation has 
shown us is that, you know, we could have sat back and said, screw it. We're just going to be victims and wait until things go back to normal. Or we can figure out what we actually have control over and focus on those pieces. And of course, we're human. We're going to get distracted and we're going to get in fights and get upset about things that seem that are out of our control because that's what people do. It's human nature, but you still have to sit back and focus on the things that you can control and spend a good chunk of each day working on those things and, and recognizing that a lot of good, a lot of good and a lot of positive can come from it and not just getting mad at your situation. That's so good. I think for me uh, to add to that, having the time to think a little more, invest in yourself because there is absolutely nothing more worthwhile and it's all encompassing. You know, there's so, so many people we've run into throughout our careers where they're choosing not to invest in their health you know, with their time or their money, whatever it is, whatever excuse. And at the end of the day, you're always going to regret that choice. You know, nobody ever regrets investing in themselves. Yeah. And even in this whole situation, what's really been exposed is that um, some of the concerns that people have are very valid and they and one of the reasons why is because a lot of our country is very out of, not only out of shape, but in a really bad way. Um, yes. They say that the, you know, average adult has around three different chronic illnesses um, or things limiting the quality of your life. And that's, that's just, scary. Yeah, it's scary. It's, um, also really disheartening, but I think a silver lining in this and where we can keep the one of the values of um, reawakening people's passion about life on this podcast and especially extending hope is that you're saying that there are some things that you can control. And one of those things is being able to get fit and to regain health as they build fitness. Yeah, exactly. And the remote opens it fully up, right? It just opens the <laughs> gates up. I mean, I can get my workout in at five in the morning, right when I get up, or I can say, man, I had a full day. I'm going to have to throw it in at sunset, you know, do get a sunset run in, which I'm probably going to do today. So um, I want to thank you guys for being on. Uh, I want to give you an opportunity to um, speak any last words or, um, people that would be great clients for you guys to work with? Yeah. The, the first thing that I'm going to say is give yourself a chance. Like you, you have the ability to accomplish way more than you think you can. And yeah, it's going to take a little bit of sacrifice. Like in order for something to change, you have to change something. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's, that's huge. Like trust that you have, you have the ability to take control of what your situation is. Yeah, for sure. And for anyone that wants more information about us, they can just go to our website. It's edxfitness.com. Uh, or you can find us on social media. It's just edxfitness. Awesome. And I want to thank you guys for just being my coaches and guiding me through really getting started again. And you've empowered me and trained me well and pushed me to limits that I just thought, well, I maybe lost a little bit of that, but I have to say that I'm feeling better than I ever have. I'm, you know, coming on my 37th birthday here this next year, and I just feel like I'm getting started. And it was, it was, I owe a lot of it to you guys to just get me back into um, training again and training the components just to show myself that I can do it. So I want to thank you for that. And I know I'm a better athlete because of it. No, thank you. And, and someone from my perspective, I appreciate an individual who does the thing, you know, and I don't care what level that thing is, but like you're putting in the work, you're asking questions, you're, you're following our rules without us on sending you an email saying, Hey, these are the rules. 
you know, like you got to do the workouts, you got to, you got to try, you got to be accountable for what you're putting in, what you're not putting in. Like, like we don't, we're not having those basic conversations. You're assimilating all the, all the pieces that were, were thrown at you and you're, you're seeing the results. We appreciate that. Yeah, that's Absolutely. Great. It works if you work it. <laughs> exactly, dude. Thanks for being on today, guys. Thanks so much. Yeah, appreciate you having us. Thank you. And there we grow again, Life Alive Tribe. I'm so grateful you stopped by to reawaken your hope, purpose, and passion about this one life we have to live. It's that time for the Life Alive Sound Off. No matter where you are right now, it's time to pick your chin up, roll your shoulders back, and say, I choose to live a life totally alive.